1: One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. And on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, Shreveport Fire Chief Clarence Reese Jr. Good morning, Chief. Good morning. How are y'all doing? Did you get the kids to school? I did. I planned
2: on making it to the studio, but uh, Miss Aaron's little friend didn't want to cooperate this morning, so that didn't
3: happen. I love that boy. <laughs> oh my you're in such trouble when that child is oh. Those
1: pictures of those eyes, my oh. gosh. He's a, new. he's a doll. Speaking uh, of hot, these conditions that we're dealing with right now, we're, we're looking at another almost two weeks of triple-digit temperatures with no rain. What, what, what say you to the people of shreveport Bozier?
2: Uh, absolutely. One is be very careful of, uh, of what you're doing right now. So a lot of people trying to burn brush. Of course, I want to remind citizens of Shreveport that the shreveport, uh, city of Shreveport is always under a burn ban. Always under burn ban. So we really don't have that luxury of burning trash and debris. Uh, You're not supposed to be doing it. But uh, at times we still find people burning debris, uh, intentionally setting fires, also, you know, just cigarettes being thrown out of the window. All of those are causes of, uh, you know, wildland firefighting or acreage burning.
3: Are you seeing, and I saw one yesterday, I think of Fornoy Lucas, Ruben was telling me, uh, grass fires around town that are popping up. That's an issue, too, because as we see in Sabine Parish, how quickly it spreads.
2: Uh, Absolutely. Uh, And we were actually called to uh, assist Sabine. We were unable to send in firefighters uh, the other day, but uh, we don't really train much on wildland firefighting. That's not in our expertise or our wheelhouse Uh, We do have several that are trained to do it. Most of them work for uh, rural areas and also work for the Shreveport Fire Department, and we don't mind lending a hand at any time we can. But we also, it requires special apparatus to do a lot of this acreage of firefighting. And we have two vehicles. uh, We call them brush trucks that are 4x4 trucks that are allowed to get into uh, the areas that are burning versus a fire truck.
1: We know that the conditions are dangerous. There's a statewide burn ban. Uh, Do you see any actions being taken by the city uh, water restrictions or we know it's right now it's okay to do you know the grills and small things like that do you see any of that changing
2: Uh, listen to the uh, director of the water department uh, here recently talking about the extreme heat and the uh, supply or the the demand on the water especially with sprinklers I do see uh, I would expect uh, within about a month if we have no rain I could I could see where they would start limiting uh, water. That is one of the things that we're about to look at right now just for the Shreveport Fire Department. As everyone is aware, we always wash our trucks at the end of the shift. Uh, those are some of the things that we may have to consider changing uh, for right now because water supply is uh, that's, our, that's our lifeline for fighting these fires. And it does concern me that we may end up having to do uh, lower pressure in areas, but we work well with the Water Department in rerouting that water to certain areas of town.
3: I was going to ask you that because they did issue yesterday a notice that um, because of the demand and the maintenance at the Amos plant, water pressure may be low. And if you have water pressure issues at those fire hydrants, you're saying they can reroute it to give you pressure where you need it.
2: At times that is uh, that is correct, depends on what part of town. Uh, but also we are trained for low water supply uh, where we uh, actually boost the pressure through our trucks and through those pumps. Uh, so it is a concern, but uh, it's something that we actually train for. This extreme heat is very damaging, of course, to the environment, the health, uh, our water supply. Uh, kind of reminds me of the Dallas. Never mind. Let's skip that part.
3: Mm. The, that brings up the heat. We're, you know, of course, we're gonna we're, we're all wearing our Uggs today because it's only going to be in the nineties. <laughs> but uh, we're we're back to triple digits starting tomorrow, and it looks like Mike. What ten days? Uh, of triple one,
1: I counted at least twelve.
3: Oh, so, your up. your firefighters Straight. are some of the folks that work out in this heat. What are you having to do? Have you had some issues with firefighters overcome by this heat?
2: Uh, not not recently. Uh, uh, during the disaster we had a couple months ago, uh, we did where well, we were fighting fires with uh, no water supply, and we were fighting fires back to back. Uh, but we have battalion chiefs and uh, battalion safety officers and everybody is cons- uh, looking out for the safety of their uh, of their co-workers to make sure that they're looking for those signs and symptoms of heat emergencies. Uh, so whereas it may require a lot more firefighters on scene to uh, give breaks, that's just something that we're going to have to do.
1: Chief, speaking of uh, firefighter safety, you guys recently responded to a, a fire at Quail Creek Road um, where a, a man was arrested because he was throwing rocks at firefighters
2: uh so believe it or not i saw that story on y'all's page this morning i was unaware uh of that uh but that is something that that is something that firefighters and public servants face now whereas you know sureport firefighter firefighters period used to be the heroes to come in and save the day uh we are now being attacked all throughout the country are you kidding Uh, me that is the reason we now have ballistic vests on our trucks. We just have to be careful
1: That's, that uh, as we move around. That is just sickening. So,
2: uh, absolutely. But, uh, again, that is something that we're training for, to be able to recognize. We just did a huge training uh, venture at our training academy, uh, and it was it was actually where people come out bringing cell phones, holding them up, cursing at us and everything else, and trying to get them uh, into a different mind uh, set of, hey, we are uh, looked at as the heroes, but also – at times, we looked at as the enemy.
3: When was when did firefighters become the bad guys? What happened?
2: Uh, there's a culture uh, that is uh, changing. It's, you look you look at the crime throughout uh, the United States. It's there's no respect for life anymore. And it doesn't matter who you are, police officer, firefighter. Uh, it doesn't matter.
3: Oh man fire chief clarence reese jr thanks for your time give that baby a hug for me and uh pinch the cheeks please
0: we <laughs> will do y'all have a great day thanks thanks chief back with more of mike and mccarty on 1017 fm and 710 keel
1: i know you're a saints fan you bet. I know you're an LSU I'm not, fan.
3: You bet.
1: Did you watch any preseason? Have no, you watched I, any preseason? No, I know
3: no I'm right. not going to watch anything. Uh, maybe if it's on and I'm like, oh, I'm I'm drinking a glass of wine <laughs> or something, and and it's on where I am, I'll watch <laughs> it. But I'm not going to plan to tape. I mean, I do tape everything. Saints, it automatic my system records yep, everything. Same here, right? So I'm right. I may you know if I if I've got. Nothing to do.
1: I I was talking to a friend of mine last, last, was it last week, the, the first game, and he said, did you watch any of the game? I was like, no, I didn't even think about it. I know. They didn't even think but but uh, the YouTube TV has when mm-hmm. I I said let me look and there it was right yeah. there on my on my screen so I mm-hmm. I watched a little bit of the first quarter so I could see Derek Carr right and see how how that's coming along and I the
3: offense looks good I was really stunned when I was going through you know what's coming up to be recorded this weekend cuz I'm going to be at GeeksCon, so I'm like what am I going to miss and then it went forward we have college football a week from Saturday Oh, I can't wait. It's the um it's the Notre Dame Army game, I think, in Dublin. In Dublin, in Ireland. Dublin, Ireland. They're gonna play their game. So because I what thought time is
1: it was it going to be on here? I'm
3: not sure what time. I don't remember what I thought. I I set it to record because I love Notre Dame too. So I thought, I golly, we're two weeks. We're less than a week now. We're a week a week and a day. Away from college football. Now that following Saturday is, uh, or is it a Sunday? The LSU kick game is in Orlando. Is that a Sunday night game?
1: I think it's a, yes.
3: Uh, so that's going to be a, the LSU opener against Florida State. But
1: it's noon twenty five p.m. right now in Dublin.
3: Oh, is it? Okay, yeah, mm, Dublin. I've been to. So Dublin. So there's six
1: hours ahead of us.
3: Dublin's a gorgeous city. Oh, if, if I go,
1: Erin, I'm not coming back.
3: It's so beautiful. I, I so just, beautiful.
1: I would. I would. I'd buy a little pub. I don't care where. I know, I, dingle, know. I don't care anything. Yeah. And and live
3: above it just to listen to those guys talk. Would you get I can't even speak I, like and that. And I
1: guarantee you. I'd start talking like them. Oh, I I'd, I'd, yes. I'd, I'd start picking it up even even at my age. I'd start yes, picking it up and then exactly. they go listen to the yank. What oh, do you you know who do he come in here?
3: And you know in my tour that I took in Dublin, we went of course to Belfast and they show you the the dock where the Titanic was built. Yeah. The Titanic was oh. built right there. And the docks are still
1: there. Yes. White Star Line.
3: It is just, I mean, you're you are like, no, this can't be uh, real. No, this is really real. That's, that's where so the Titanic cool. was built. And I'm like, oh, my god. I've
1: always been interested in the Titanic, even mm-hmm. before Ballard discovered it, what, in 85? Yeah. When he found it. Um, And when I got to portray Captain Smith at Cyport, when yes. the Titanic artifact exhibit was here, oh, so much fun! That's yeah. one of the funnest acting gigs I've ever oh, had.
3: The, the, yeah, the Titanic story is just. It's an amazing story. I mean, I, you know, the movie's wonderful. The, the Cameron, James Cameron movie is wonderful. But if you read the books about the oh, Titanic. Um, a Night that, to Remember. Oh, my gosh. And the, One and of the best, Walter even, Lord. Yeah, and I even read the history, the, the history Absolutely. books about it. Yes,
1: yeah, same here. Just same here. Fat,
3: when I go to the Centenary Book Bazaar, I look, what's one of the things I look for is World War II books and Titanic <laughs> books. Girl. I'm, I'm a freak about that stuff. <laughs> That's so funny. And then when it's time to turn in books, you know, to get to to give them to somebody else, I cannot give those away. Yeah, those are ones I have to keep. Right. So I've got piles of World War II history books at my house, and my kids are like, "Okay, you're we don't have want to those, loan Mom." Me though,
1: I, I oh man, I'm a, I'm also World War II.
3: Oh, I'm because my father fought there. I'm always right. looking for info about his his regiment or whatever and, or his division and to find out what they did.
1: (laughs) A guy that works at channel three with me. Mm -hmm. I think he just retired has a book. It's like a yearbook. Okay. Like a a high school yearbook. Yes. But it's, it's soldiers, airmen, military personnel from like world war two. His, his dad was in it. Okay. Mm -hmm. In this book. And my, uh, so I was looking for other, he loaned me this book. And I took it to lunch one time with, a uh, have uh, met a friend of mine whose dad was also
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, in World War II. His dad's from Arkansas and never, never seen a plane. I mean, this is back yeah. in the, you know, late 30s, early 40s. Right. And, and or in in 1942, and they were at basic training and they were standing, it was the, the Army Air Corps at that mm-hmm. time, yeah. and they were standing on the flight line there and a... And the sergeant was like, "Boys, that's what y'all are gonna be on." And the plane takes off, and and gets gets up about a hundred yards and goes. Oh
3: wow! Uh, kills everybody wow. on board. Dang! And
1: here's these eighteen year olds from Arkansas, and and, mis- and he said, "Mr. Cameron said, you know, I flew X number of missions." He said, I never put my full weight down. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I... But anyway, I had this book, this yearbook, in my van, drove a minivan. I had it sitting on the on the seat behind me. The sliding door was mm-hmm. open, Aaron. I left the subway, pulled out onto Uri Drive, and the book goes lands in the middle. This is a priceless irreplaceable uh, book.
3: Oh no.
1: In the middle of Fury Drive. Did you get it? Oh my gosh. I slammed on the brakes, threw it in part and ran back. Nobody ran over it. It landed wow. flat. It didn't even fly open. Nothing was, no. Pa- <laughs> it's a crazy I mean, story. I almost threw oh, up. my God. <laughs> I
3: was like, what do you say to this guy? Yes, exactly. I <laughs> destroyed <laughs> your book. I'm an uh, idiot. Mm, oh, man.
1: Richard Llewellyn with the Weather Channel going to join us coming up at 640 Mike and McCarty. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017
0: FM and 710
1: Kiel. Who are you working with tonight at Geek Con, the Shreveport Civic Center, De- uh, Civic Center, the Shreveport Convention Center? I get to work with um, Irene Bedard. She is she? the voice of Pocahontas. Oh, cool! On, on Disney's Pocahontas. Very cool. Um, and she was in that independent film Smoke Signals.
3: Ah, all right. They're Pretty incredible. Fun. They're always fun stories. And usually they're very cool to be around. My favorite was the... Who's the wrestler that I was with that had the big wooden boards? Hacksaw Jim Dugan. Hacksaw (laughs) was and his wife. They were just so lovely. They still... We still message each other. I mean, you know, Hacksaw was just a doll. I'm not sure. I I think I'm floating tonight. I'm not sure who I'm with, but it doesn't matter to me. I love them all. They're so good. Well,
1: I'm I'm looking at the schedule now, but it's taking 20 minutes to load because my computer is 15 years old. If you
3: don't know what GeekCon is, it's a Comic Con. It's probably the biggest in Louisiana. It's close. If it's not bigger than New Orleans, it's darn close. And it is just an amazing event.
1: Ruben, Ruben you said this morning that uh, uh, celebrity sightings are
4: already being oh, recorded. Yeah. Uh, Ming Chen from uh, Comic Book Men and, and other Kevin Smith type uh, stuff. He, w- he was eating at Strawn's last night. And uh, uh, Brian O'Halloran, again, a, uh, a Kevin Smith guy from Clerks, was hanging out at, uh, at Tasha's Tavern on Urie Drive. You've got so Najee cool. Jeter today,
1: uh, tonight.
3: Okay, all uh, right.
1: Voice artist.
3: Well, that'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we're
1: it will be cool. fun. Tomorrow, mm-hmm. uh, we're, we're working. Uh, it, it goes on all weekend. Oh so yeah, we're, we're going to have fun. Come
3: out and see us, please. Yeah,
1: it's air conditioned. Yeah, we confirmed that. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Llewellyn with the Weather Channel joining us next. Mike and McCarty.
0: Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 101.7 FM and 710 Kiel.
1: Well, dangerous temperatures for the next two weeks at least. It looks like we have triple digits for another 12 days, including today. Richard Llewellyn with the Weather Channel meteorologist uh, joining us on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker hotline. Good morning, Richard. Good morning. How are y'all this morning? Well, we're Hot. doing well. We work in the air conditioning, so we're grateful. <laughs> I don't mean to rub that into those working outside because uh, uh, it's going to be what. Uh, according, I'm looking at the Weather Channel app right now. 107 projected for today no, and
3: tomorrow. Richard, no.
1: 108 <sighs> on Sunday. Yeah, it's pretty bad, isn't
3: it? <laughs> yes. Stop it. You know, it. it's
1: it's
5: it's you know on this date in 1909, we Treeport hit it's all-time record high temperature for the date, which was 110 degrees. So we're not too far away from that uh, so far. 13 days this month, we've been dealing with triple-digit heat, and six of those have been greater than 105. Uh, The average high so far this month, 102, which is six degrees above the average for a normal August. And we have at least a dozen more days where we've got temperatures... That are going to be above a hundred degrees, you know, and it's it doesn't look like we're going to see much in the way of any relief until probably uh, we get toward out toward the end of the month and approach Labor Day, where we'll finally start to cool off some.
1: Well, I see on on September first, it's ninety eight, so a little cold front coming in there.
5: Yeah, I mean it's and that's going to be the you know it's going to be tough to break this Texas Ridge down, and and the thing is is. We've got a couple of different players on the field this time around. The ridge is going to actually expand and take over much of the country east of the Rockies in the coming days. So places that haven't seen a lot of heat this summer are going to be dealing with it as well. Places in the northeast and the mid-Atlantic, Ohio Valley, and south. And on the backside of this ridge, we've got Hurricane Hillary that's going to push a lot of moisture into the southwest. And of course, they're going to be looking at the potential for catastrophic flooding as we move on into this upcoming weekend and, and the into uh, parts of next week. There could actually be tropical storm force winds in Southern California on Sunday with this system as this uh, hurricane with winds of 145 miles per hour comes in on the backside of the ridge and starts to uh, bring in the possibility of tropical weather conditions into Southern California late this weekend and the early next week and we're, don't get me started on what's going on in the atlantic because uh all of a sudden we are off to the races with the tropical activity in the atlantic Oh boy! Uh, we have four systems that we are currently watching right now and one will be in the gulf of mexico as early as monday and tuesday uh that could uh, uh, go into something tropical off of southwest louisiana or southeast texas as we move into the middle part of next week uh, I don't think it's going to bring us much in the way of any relief from the heat for now, uh, but we'll be watching that to see how that's going to play a role in our weather as we move in the next week. Richard, May we really
3: some- we really need rain. I'm looking at uh, some data that somebody sent me that 40 days or more with little to no measurable rainfall, and we're getting close to a record of I think it was 44 days with no rainfall. How bad are the drought conditions in the region?
5: Well, we haven't got much on the horizon coming up here over the next couple of days. In fact, let me pull up the drought monitor from yesterday, because uh, each, uh, each Thursday the drought monitor comes out for the nation and basically kind of gives us an idea of exactly how bad the drought conditions are. And right now it looks like areas in southwest Louisiana is where the worst of the drought is right now, uh, where they are dealing with an extreme drought uh, down toward Lake Charles and Cameron and those areas. Uh, right now, areas north of Interstate 20 is not really in a drought at the moment. Uh, but if this dry spell continues, right now we only have uh, just trace amounts of precipitation in the forecast all the way out through Labor Day. So we're going to probably end up seeing the drought conditions spread further north, getting up to Interstate 20 and eventually moving on up into southwestern Arkansas and across parts of Texas in the days ahead. So get ready. Looks like the drought's going to continue to expand further north as well.
3: Now, 107 today. Richard, that's dangerous. That's dangerous heat, correct?
5: Yeah, it's dangerous heat, and we really don't see much in the way of a cool-off coming at night. Lows tonight are only going to get down to about 80 degrees. Uh, Tonight, So it's going to be miserably hot today, tonight, tomorrow. Tomorrow's high, 107, 108 on Sunday. Maybe a little bit of relief on Monday, but still hot at 104. And even looking out beyond that, Tuesday and Wednesday, temperatures 103 to 104. And then it just goes right back up to above 105 degrees, 106, 106 Thursday and Friday of next week. It's like I said, it's going to probably be, this is dangerous heat. And uh, you're going to need to make sure that you check on those that, you know, may not have air conditioning. Bring them into your house if you have to, because it's going to get bad here. Of course, uh, check on your pets. Make sure they have plenty of water, and they can get into someplace cool as well. It's dangerous for them as well. well. I'm going
1: to be looking for some football weather. Richard Llewellyn with the Weather Channel, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. and one seven FM, seventeen.
0: Now, more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and
1: 710 Kiel. I told you my son was, you know, he lived in Hawaii for the past, gosh, dozen years or so. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I keep getting calls, which is very sweet. People calling, asking if he is affected by the wildfires. Right. Uh, but he was on Oahu. So,
3: which is like New Orleans to Shreveport from Maui,
1: right? With with ocean between them.
3: Yeah, exactly, exactly. The same because my son was lived there for two Mm -hmm. for a while too, and said, "Does he still have friends there?" Well, yeah, but it's all Oahu for me too, right?
1: That Oahu is the military where the several of the military bases are.
3: You bet. Yeah,
1: my son was not in the military, but he lived on the North Shore. but he, he's back anyway. He moved back, and not because of the wildfires. It was just, it was time to come, come back home. And right. So, uh, but, but it's just tragic the more you see the, mm-hmm. the Lahaina damage that took place. That, that's just historic yeah. uh, areas.
3: More than 100 dead. The uh, head of Homeland Security there um, has been ousted because he somehow made a decision not to set off the sirens. As the fire was was raging and moving fast quickly, uh, didn't set off the sirens, um, so he he either resigned or he was booted out out of uh, his job yesterday. So there's a lot lot of things folks need to answer for because if they put the sirens on, if they acted quicker, lives could have been saved. They believe so. When it's it's a tragic tragic story, big time.
1: Have they determined the cause?
3: Um, I don't know that they have a, an official cause yet. I'm not sure, um, but they're still trying to investigate. And and there, nobody can travel to Maui now. I mean, all travel has been restricted. Um, they have had some people, um, some some minor looting that I was told, uh, or, or I was reading about. And I and I um, I think they put a stop to it quickly. But they have restricted, you know, only emergency personnel are being allowed to come onto the island. And I don't know where people are staying. I mean, they've opened shelters all over Maui for folks to stay. But if you've if the folks have lost their homes, it's going to be a long time. Are there any burns
1: still going on?
3: I'm not sure. I'm not sure if there's still some scattered uh, sparks that are that are um, they're having to fight. I don't know that. All I know is, you, you know, you and I both know it's Hawaii getting supplies there and and you know mm-hmm. rebuilding is a different animal than rebuilding here well, sure. you know where we yeah. have we have all the supplies we need readily available well i say readily available but you know way more than in hawaii everything where they have to has ship to be shipped in. in yeah everything so yeah. they've got a lot of rebuilding to do and um it's a, just a tragedy for those those families those businesses and, and that whole state i mean it's an awful situation
1: uh, we understand. Now, saying this on the air, when the AM is down, and we we're having some signal issues. Mm-hmm. If you're listening on the app, um, uh, that's the best way right now to to get us. Thank you.
3: Yeah, and text your friends if they're normal listeners and they and they don't know. Text them and say, hey, listen on the app. It's easier to listen to them, and they sound sexier on the app too. By the
1: way, much much lighter yeah. sounding. You on bet. The app. Absolutely. One hundred and one seven FM, seven ten. 1017 FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. By the way, later this hour, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you something. Gonna blow your mind.
3: Oh boy! Okay. I, it
1: just it, it, anyway. Well, I'll, I'll, we'll talk about mm-hmm. that later. But
3: um, you know, I'm starting to get texts and messages and emails about. Uh, things brewing at city hall that something is bubbling up is there a cauldron boiling yeah over? um i don't know what is happening i gotta um i gotta i gotta look at the city council agenda which it has to be published i think by noon today because the I gotta,
1: meeting is monday
3: the, yeah the work session work is monday session and,
1: then the meeting and then the meeting
3: on tuesday and they have to have the they have to send that agenda out today Um, But I got a sneak peek at it um, last night, I believe, and I didn't see anything on it that is like, oh, this is going to be big. Um, There's some budget items and that kind of thing. But if they're doing taking any action with regard to the James Green pay raises that he granted uh, illegally um, and then he rescinded them and then the council voted to rescind them. uh, I don't see that on the agenda. Okay, he issued pay raises, mm-hmm.
1: took it upon himself, apparently, yep. to issue these pay raises, substantial pay raises,
3: yeah, to people that already
1: make substantially more money than almost anybody else in the right. in our government.
3: Do you think it's right that a receptionist makes more than police officers? That's the thing. I mean, some of these are nutty. So,
1: so Green has a news conference mm-hmm. and says, I didn't know I couldn't do that.
3: Yeah. It's been done before, but nobody ever showed any proof it's, of that. Yeah,
1: it, uh, other other council chairmen have done this. Show me. Okay, so either, either he doesn't he doesn't know the rules, and just is drunk with power, mm-hmm. or he knows the rules, and is drunk with power, and thought he could get away with it. Thought he'd slip it in. So which one is worse? Either way, he should not be in the position he's in. No. If you say you didn't know, well then, why are you in that a leadership position if yeah, you the, don't know the rules?
3: Yeah, this isn't your second. He was a councilman before, you know, years ago.
1: And if you did know the rules and chose to broke, okay. If he said I thought it was okay, then why not? Then why are you? Then why did you hide it? Why not tell the other council members? If it this was, is what yeah. we're going to do. Uh
3: when you give people raises, you blast you blast it on the you know, you were everywhere. Going, if
1: you said you wanted to bless them,
3: mm-hmm. why did
1: you hide it from your other council members?
3: Yeah, why didn't you share that blessing with everybody and go, I'm I'm doing this, I, I have the authority and I'm doing it. These folks work hard and take credit for it and come out strong. Unless you're trying to sneak it in the back door. That's that's the issue. It's the only thing we can conclude, Mike. It's the only thing you can conclude from this. And I'm going to tell you, and I've said this before, and I'm not the only one now preaching this. If James Green is council chairman, the day you want me to vote for a bond issue, flush it. The bond issue is doomed. I'm not giving that power-hungry man any more money to dinker with. Is dinker a word?
1: It is now. Okay. And also, I'm sorry... Shreveport, with a, popu- a a shrinking population of about one hundred and eighty thousand people. You bet. Why do we have six staff members, several of which make more than a hundred thousand dollars a year? Staff members. Hmm. Uh, you cannot justify that to me.
3: That staff I don't has grown. Hear how you hard
1: bet. they work. Mm-hmm. I, great. Right. You like you said, a receptionist makes more money than a police officer a in this town. Cop.
3: Yeah. A receptionist who puts
1: their lives on the line,
3: making sixty grand, where we have some police officers not making forty. Shame, shame, you shame! Cannot, you on cannot you guys. justify
1: these salaries. The existing salaries. Don't even talk to me about a ten thousand dollar raise mm-hmm. for uh-huh. the staff people.
3: They all I, made. I, I'm, they, I'm, many I'm of them, furious. Many again. of them made more than the mayor even before the raises. Right. So I'm just, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hopeful that a change is coming. I'm going to watch when they send the official agenda out today to see is something on there that we need to keep an eye on. Um, I'm, I'm sure we will have council members on next week to discuss this. C- Councilman Green, it has an open invitation. Let me say it again. If you know him, text him and tell him he has an open invitation. Come on and let's talk about it. Clock's ticking. I don't think he's going to call.
1: Well, you've already sent him text and he he hasn't replied. No,
3: he doesn't. I, I'm getting from I'm getting messages now from his constituents who say I can't get him to call me back. His constituents, oh, that's a common theme. Oh. If you
1: look on the Facebook page, you know, common theme.
3: He doesn't care. Once he's elected, he's in his second term now. He's a lame duck. He's going to play out the string of his last three years and thinks he can do whatever he wants. And I'm hopeful we have some of the other council members who are no longer going to be his sheep and are going to stop being his sheep and start doing what is best for this city. They can't be his sheep anymore because he's dragging you off the cliff. The whole town and you along with him.
1: Right. Stop yeah.
3: being his sheep.
1: A change a, a change has to be forthcoming.
3: Yeah. And,
1: and the mayor, well... I know the mayor doesn't want to get involved in council, but the mayor was a former or is a former council member. Mm-hmm. He understands the goings on. You bet. The mayor
3: is 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 the buck stops here. Right. With the city. And and I and I I hold the mayor accountable and the CAO accountable for how That pay raise went through your payroll department, your finance department, and nobody waved a red flag and said, whoa, how did this get passed? Who passed this? When did they pass it? They need to fix that. Definitely. And the city attorney is going to look into it. We'll see what happens. Uh,
1: We we will see what happens, and we will let you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm excited. Later uh, Later this morning, Terry Netterville is going to join us in studio.
3: Yeah, one of the American mamas.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, with American Ground Radio most most famously, so she's gonna be here uh, for a Friday morning chat. 1017 107- Back to the big stories of the day
0: with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel.
1: I wish I would have brought it in. Okay, you know, I, I have a studio at Channel 3. I worked at Channel 3 for, uh, I've been there since the mid-90s, for crying out loud.
3: Good Lord. Okay.
1: Mid to late 90s. All
3: right.
1: <laughs> long time. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I was talking to one of the other guys that were there, that, who was the new guy in, in the production, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd been there a long time, and I said, man, how long have you been here? And he goes, uh, this was yesterday, because he just changed offices. He's 21 years. I was like,
3: golly. Yeah, dang.
1: I, you're, no, you're the new guy.
3: Right, right. So
1: I, I go up to check my mail. Aaron, you'll never believe what I got in the mail. If Uh-oh. I, it, you'll, I had no idea that this was even still a thing. I got a Montgomery Ward catalog. No, you didn't. Now, not the big thick one. They're not that. They know. don't do those. Yeah, it's a Montgomery Ward catalog.
3: Is that store still open? <laughs> Thank you. They're not even open. Do they just do online?
1: I don't know. There, I don't know if a physical brick and mortar location. Uh, but I did look it up. They are online, and you can buy like regular stuff, They're outdoor to... power equipment, vacuum cleaners, and chairs, and cookware. And, so
3: they're now uh, competing with Amazon. It's Order your of, stuff online. Yes,
1: it's kind of yeah.
3: That's crazy. Montgomery Ward. Wow, wow. Monkey, monkey Ward. Monkey Wards. We used to call it. Absolutely, yeah. They were everywhere. They were all over town. I just, I was just like, this makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Folks, a lot of folks don't even remember that store.
1: Well, yeah, it, yeah,
3: it's so gone. It so was long a, ago. at the
1: end of South Park Mall, okay. right toward Juella. Remember yeah. that was the that was the anchor on the uh, east side mm-hmm. of the mall. It was
3: a big mall when it man oh when it opened. Gosh. It was a big deal, a big deal. Now it's a church, Summer Grove.
1: Summer Grove. It, yeah. Twin Blends did a walkthrough. And did a video. It's like a 20, 30 minute, I think, video. Right. Uh, And it shows what it is now, but what it was. Mm Mm-hmm. Back in in the eighties and nineties,
3: can you explain to me why malls, maybe Ruben can't? Why why we don't like malls anymore? I was just about to say that. What is what's wrong with your what's generation? With why don't you all like concept? malls? Well, it seems
4: we, like we loved malls. I was I was <laughs> at the mall every weekend as as a kid. I would drive from Minden to Pier Beausier Mall every weekend. And to hang out at the mall, leave with nothing. <laughs> Get a slice of pizza or some McDonald's <laughs> or something, and just leave with nothing. Okay, that might explain why they died. Uh, yeah, because oh. maybe we were just hanging out. Nobody was buying anything. The only thing I bought was yeah, I would hang out in the arcade and I would eat at the food court, and then I would go home.
1: Yeah. One of the worst moments of my life was at a mall.
3: Oh, really?
1: Yes. One of the got arrested. No, oh, but uh, it involved a police officer. Uh oh. My son was little, three, four, five years old. Mm-hmm. I don't know, and we turned around and he was gone.
0: Oh.
1: I was like, "Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. where's Casey? Whoa, oh, and it happens i mean like that and and I'll never forget explaining to a police officer mm. what my child was wearing uh. oh, horrible feeling oh. now we found him at he was at service merchandise. Remember those um, steel metal bars? Yeah, you know, that go into an entrance. He was hanging on those like they were monkey bars, uh, but he was ready to go back home. That's how wow. where we came in. So he was
3: <laughs> he was heading back. I had a similar incident. This is weird. I was in um, Dillard's, I think, and I had both of my boys with me, and they were they were five and six or something like that. And I look up, and one's gone and it was just me and the bo- the two boys and I look around and I'm not going to name which one did it but because um, they're both innocent until proven guilty but the one that did it thought it was cute to climb in the clothing rack oh, and, and hang out in the middle and right. see if we could find him <laughs> he's playing hide and seek he's playing hide and seek right there in the oh, middle of Dillard's yes. and I'm going around looking for him and then I'm starting oh. hey hey where are you I'm calling out his name and he's thinking, this is hide-and-seek. This is fun. <laughs> Finally found him. Boy, boy, I wore his behind out. Oh, man. That's scary, though. It is That's scary. That's frightening. I mean, when you're,
1: yeah. And you turn around and cute. your child's gone.
3: Yeah. We didn't do that again.
1: No, it, it it, it wouldn't, not as bad as it would be today, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense at all. Oh, yeah. Because True. it wasn't as Evil. I don't know. How do you, you
3: know? Yeah, you did, we didn't know about all the predators that are out there like we do today. I don't think there were as many. I'm sure, of course, there were some. Ah, yeah, there were some, but I don't know that they were out in public like they are today, lurking around, looking to snatch a child Well, up, but.
1: especially now they're doing it on social media. Right,
3: exactly, so. exactly. Oh, but Lord. Anyway, yeah, mm. I,
1: I I'm like you. I don't understand why we don't love malls still. Yeah. It seems to make so much sense. You mm-hmm. park and then you go and all of everything is right there in the air conditioning. Yes,
3: exactly. Oh, boy. Miss them. I do miss I them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Terry
1: Netterville, one of the American Mamas, joining us uh, after uh, Top of the Hour next hour. Mike and McCarty, 101.7 F. With more of Mike and McCarty
0: on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel.
1: What time are you heading to the convention center? I, I think some... doors open at 5?
3: I think for so. Con today? Yeah. today. Con runs throughout the weekend, and if you don't know about it, it is uh, Comic Con.
1: You know, uh, it's it, one but... of the biggest. But, you know, there's a really broad appeal. You don't have to just be into comics to really enjoy this. There are, uh, Ruben mentioned earlier this morning, celebrity sightings already taking place mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. around town as, as a lot of the celebrities are, are in town now uh, or got in yesterday or whatnot. Who
3: stopped by? Str- someone, one, somebody went to Strong's, uh, right?
4: Ming-, Ming Chin of uh, Comic Book Men, the TV show. And he's also part of the uh, Kevin Smith universe, the view universe. Okay. As, it, as it's called, he he was uh, eating pie and and fried chicken at Strawn's last oh. night, and uh, well, and also right Bri- Brian O'Halloran from Clerks, another Viewers Universe guy, was at Tasha's Tavern last night having a few beers
3: wow, they're already here. Some of them are arriving. I saw Greg. Greg had, uh, he was down there yesterday, Greg Adams, and he was watching the flight screens of all his celebrities (laughs) coming in. You know, because it's like, you got to monitor, go get them from the airport. You know, you got to try, you know, transport them. All of that. Yeah, And his flight, that flight screen, I was like, oh my god he's tracking like 50 flights i'm like air oh,
1: traffic controller poor
4: poor, god. poor greg I know. I know if you see greg this weekend and you happen to have a uh, hip flask on you give him give him a pull off of it yeah
3: <laughs> definitely give him give him a, a drink or two definitely
1: dl149 bank left 24 <laughs> degrees dl149 roger
3: When's the party? By the way, you're going to be down there a lot. Uh, I'm
4: going to be at the hotel room. Yeah.
3: And y'all are hosting a party. Yeah. <laughs> you know <what> I mean, <laughs> Let me know. what time is that?
4: No, I, I'm going I'm to be I'm going to be in bed probably by by at least ten every night this weekend. Oh, you didn't
3: get sure. a company credit card then, did no, you? No, no. no, no. <laughs> you got to work on that juice, Reuben. You need a little more juice. I know. <laughs>
1: you got it in this room, buddy. I'm telling you that.
3: Oh man, definitely.
1: Mike, Mike and McCarty.
3: Let's get
0: back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel.
1: 1017 FM, 710 Kiel, Mike and McCarty and on the Jack Spring Electric. What are you making that face for?
3: Because he just said all that. You're not supposed to say all that again.
1: Well, thanks for pointing it out. <laughs> 1017 FM 710 Keel.
3: I just made a face. You're the one who pointed it out.
1: 1017 FM 710 <laughs> Keel.
3: Okay, I got ammo.
1: <laughs> Mike oh, Spence, Caddo <laughs> Clerk of Court, joining us. Uh good morning, Mike.
3: Good
6: morning, Mike and
3: Aaron. we've got a little bit of a, a conundrum. We had kind of a kind of a historic ballot. On the ballot, October 14th. This is kind
1: of confusing.
3: Yeah, it is confusing. Follow this. You had Ron Cawtran is serving on the Caddo Commission. He was appointed to serve in the Jim Talaferro's seat because Jim got elected to the city council. So that special election to fill the remainder of Talaferro's seat through the end of this year is on the ballot. And then that same district race is on the ballot a second time for the January term, right? But a
1: different district. District,
3: right, right. The district lines have changed. So the special election, who's on the ballot for that seat now for the uh, the, the special election?
6: All right. Well, right now the only person on it is Grace Ann Blake because Mr. Cothran is withdrawn.
3: Okay. And and Mr. Cothran is running for a different district seat in the election as well, right? That is correct. And he's still on the ballot for that seat? Yes. Okay, boy, I'm confused. Now...
6: He not want to confuse voters. <laughs> that was,
3: uh, Is that he why he that. withdrew? Okay, because he would have been on the ballot in two different districts. Correct. But most people wouldn't see that because they're not going to have him on the ballot if they're in that wrong, different district, correct?
6: Well, they're all on the ballot. Some of them are split districts, so uh. both would be on the same ballot, and uh, he was afraid it would confuse voters, and it probably would have.
3: It definitely would have. Now, Tim Mueller is facing Grace Ann Blake for that same Talaferro seat, also on the same ballot, but that's for the term that begins in January, correct? Correct. Okay, here's the question. That's, That's District 8. District 8, and that's the new lines that kick in in January. Yes, sir. And Mr. Euler doesn't live in that district under the old lines? Is that the deal? That's correct. All right. So when does Grace Ann Blake take over the seat? If she has no opponent, um, she's obviously will win the special election. When does she take over? When can she be sworn in?
6: Normally, the Cattle Commission would do that on their next scheduled meeting.
3: Okay. And Mr. Cawthorne would then be off of the commission, um, and, and awaiting the results of his, his new district race, correct? Correct. Okay, I'm confused. I'm real confused. Which, so, district 10. <laughs> T- district 10 is where he's running for the seat. District 8 is where he is serving cu- currently. Right. Have we ever had anything like this before? Is this kind of historic?
6: It's very historic, correct. Well, We have had some issues, but nothing quite like this. Uh, And the only reason is Mr. Cothran was sworn in about a week. When they had their meeting, it was about a week too early. What do you mean by that? When they had their meeting last January, he was sworn in somewhere right around January 1st. But this term, they don't go into office until, if I remember the date, somewhere around January 12th. So it was about 10 or 12 days too early, which nobody knew at that particular point.
1: So does that make him not legitimate? No, he was legitimate. He was just sworn in to
6: the... He was appointed, and usually when you're appointed, if you're appointed a year or less, uh, you don't have to have an election, but he was a week or two too early. Okay.
3: Okay. Now, Grace Ann Blake lives in the district under the old lines and the new lines? Correct. But Tim Mueller does not? Correct. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm so confused. Now, will Ron's name be off the ballot? Did he withdraw in time to remove his name?
6: Yes, he withdrew in time, so it will not be there.
3: Okay. And will the will the special election even be on the ballot at all with just one name? It's still on the ballot, and you just have... You choose Grace Ann Blake or you don't vote?
6: Right. Okay. Hey, it will not be on there because uh, 4.30 was the deadline yesterday to withdraw.
3: Okay.
1: Mike Spence, clerk of court. Um, thank boy. you I, for clearing I, that up.
3: I think I got it, Mike, maybe.
1: Clear his mother's Well, mother's I,
3: mother. I think I've got it also. <laughs> well, <laughs> we you, hope my, you do. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Y'all have a good day. Uh-huh. Have a
1: great weekend. Mike and McCarty, 101.
3: No more breaking news
0: and Trending Talk with Mike and McCarthy on 1017FM and 710 Kiel.
1: Got a message on the Shreveport security. Oh, 1017FM, 710 Kiel. Got a message on the Shreveport Security Systems measurement...
3: Oh, just missed his head. That was a good old wad of bubble gum, too. We were talking. Oh, I'm glad I ducked. It had, it's paper around it. We
1: were, you, you asked the question earlier about why did malls die, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel the same way. Maybe it's just our generation, you know, that's what we grew up with. Mm-hmm. I remember when they first started and it was like, this is the coolest thing ever. I know. Movie theaters. and, yes. and Everything you... Uh, uh, Love My City said, two reasons. We shop online.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's true. Uh, and what we have to get at a store, we want to go in, get what we need, and leave without having to walk around to get it.
3: To find the store, yeah. So
1: we've become that lazy.
3: We we are extremely lazy. I went to
1: the mall yesterday. Did you? Actually. Okay. To to, get what? I would had lunch at Piccadilly.
3: Okay. Well, that's cool. By myself,
1: me and my Kindle. Nice. (laughs) Very nice. Yeah. And I I parked way out by Southern.
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: A, because there was shade under one of the trees. Okay. But also to walk a little. I mean... I used to I used to be one of those I get closest to the door. Hey, you know, and you drive uh, around and drive yeah. around No, I I just I,
3: We're we're lazy. I like we're, to walk I mean, a little bit. We are drive through, we are now we're picking up our groceries, we are we're we're lazy and I'm the queen. <laughs> I'm the queen of lazy. Uh, I'm not, well, yeah. I, I'm trying not I'm, to be. I'm not saying I'm not. But it is, it is just, we want convenience and we want to get it sure. done and, and get on our way. And I mean, I'd, I'll... i I
1: ordered Listerine for crying out loud mm-hmm. on Amazon. I mean...
3: Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw, I, I ordered Subway yesterday and you, you know, you go in and pick it up, but they also have an option. Would you like us to bring it to your car?
1: Right. Curbside,
3: they'll come out to your car and bring your sandwich. I just or you not can there walk yet. twelve feet. I'm
1: just not there.
3: You don't order it online, no. You go in and order. I go
1: in and order. I want to watch them do it. I want to get what I want now. And I'm not that critical if if you know they accidentally throw a cucumber on there. Oh, is that? no, just don't don't worry. Right. It's not that right. big a deal. Or they put something else on. It's like look, it's a sandwich for crying out loud. Yeah, I'll be I've all right. I've seen people lose their but you know what somebody messed up their their food order
3: you know what businesses are doing if you order online you're getting better deals
1: they're forcing everybody to go online.
3: they want us to do that and so like at subway you you order online your next one's half off
1: there's a mcdonald's in fort worth that doesn't have humans in the store
3: Holy cow. If you go
1: in the, most of McDonald's, they're kiosks now. You, you can't even order at the counter. Mm. There is now a McDonald's in Fort Worth with no humans in the store. That's
3: it's like a heading. great
1: big vending machine.
3: Golly.
1: Come on.
3: Wow. Wow.
1: It's like Blade Runner. I mean, mm. we're, we're, it's just weird.
3: Yeah. yeah. Terry
1: Netterville, uh, you know her from American Ground Radio, mm-hmm. an American mama, mm-hmm. going to join us coming up after the top of the hour. Mike and McCarty, 1017 FM. Can I say it this time?
3: Yeah, this time you can. 101.7 FM,
1: 710 Kiel, Mike and McCarty. It's okay. I'm, I have your permission. I'm of, oh,
3: I'm not out of ammo. Okay, I got more ammo. <laughs> Good.
1: Okay. In studio with us this morning, Terry Netterville, a little ray of sunshine.
3: Yes. Is this your not first that, time to meet Not, not that Terry? you're not. Yeah. It is. Y'all have never met? Yeah have never met How be Are we on the right mic, Ruby? If we got her on the right mic. I have both mics up right okay. now. <laughs> so. She's on she's on the first, the number two, right? Yeah. I think so. Okay. You are one of the you are the American mama now. I and know. and I just may she rest in peace. Denise Denise Arthur was an amazing woman and y'all shared the microphone, but yeah. now you're solo. Um, on American Ground. We can hear you every evening, right? Mm-hmm,
7: that's right.
1: You're on I, every night there. I am. Yeah.
7: Uh, our, our segment comes on about 624. Um, you know, I have to go back and say something about Denise really fast.
1: Okay, well, you, I'm going to adjust this so we can hear you
7: better. Okay, okay. Oh, there Thank you. you. It is. I okay. actually talked to her husband last night. Oh, cool. Um, and we were just talking about how what a light in this world. And he said something that was it's so true and you feel this so deeply. I felt this when my dad died. He said, I just, I kind of feel gypped, you know? And I said, of course. And yes. he said, it's like she had so much left to do and that's how you feel because she was the one, she was the light of that studio. She was mm-hmm. the funny one. She was, I was the laugher. You know, right. she was the one that kind of came out with the zingers and um, and to say that Stephen and Lewis and I miss her is an understatement. It is, it is, we will miss her. I will miss her until my last breath. Yes, an, ama- an amazing woman. Right. You You are here,
3: Mike wanted to, to meet you, but we, we also want to talk to you about um, uh, parenting issues. All this back-to-school stuff we hear a lot about, and we don't get back to the basics right. of what our children need when they go back to class, and they're before people that we don't know yet. Mm-hmm. This is a teacher you're handing your little one over to. Yeah. And... What are some of your tips for parents, for grandparents when you do, because we all know most of our teachers are great, Mm -hmm. but occasionally we'll have one
7: that we're like, ah, what are some of your tips for parents as they send their kids back to the schools? Well, of course there's different tips for different age groups, Mm -hmm. you know, getting to know the teachers and walking the kids through and all of that. But I think ultimately you have to trust the process. You know what I mean? You just have to trust that everybody is there for the right reasons until there's uh, a reason that's given for you not to. Mm -hmm. And so you send your child um, on this quest and you make them excited about it. It kind of starts before school where you're telling your kids this is going to be one of the greatest chapters of your life. Mm -hmm. You're going to freaking dominate this year. Yes, You know, um, get to know the teachers. I loved my children's teachers. They absolutely, they were there for the right reasons. Um, And I think that that relationship is very important. Of course, you get in high school, you don't know them as well. Mm -hmm. I knew a lot of them, but I didn't know all of them. But you empower your children to have a voice. You know, you're your child's greatest advocate.
3: What do you do, though, when we...
1: we, You you say that, and let me just interject. But you're not their best friend. No. They need you to correct. be their parent. Correct. If that makes mm, sense. That's
7: so funny. Well, yeah, of course it does. Um, we were talking about this last night. My and son, I don't mean
1: you. I mean no, as a parent. No, no, no parent. I know. Yeah. Well,
7: I, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. We were celebrating Steele's birthday last night, and this subject came up. We were talking about you know that part of it, and we were talking about somebody in specific, specifically. And I said, well, you know, that kind of makes me sad. And Steele said, well that's because their mom tried to be their best friend rather than their mom during those years. Mm. And And he
1: recognizes
7: that. Yes, and we would talk... Well, we said that to our children. I'm not your best friend. I am your mom, and I am here... To help guide you and if I don't have your approval about this it's okay one day you'll understand because one day you will have children of your own so I do think that a lot of parents um, get into this place where I mean you do want to be loved by your kids you sure. do want to be buds with them mm-hmm. and the, you know my children are
1: but that comes later in life yes if you did your job yes. as a parent that comes later I'm closer to my kids
7: now than I've ever been that's right mm-hmm. well my kids also knew because we were a very communicative family we talked mm-hmm. about everything we had family meetings. Meetings. they knew that they, that they could they could come to me they could come to their father with absolutely anything and everything and we would communicate with them we mm-hmm. would talk about it like um like in high school um, that's when really things get a little bit more difficult because now you're dealing with the peer pressure of what comes in high school and so we would talk about those things we empowered our children a lot of people might not agree with this but we didn't give our children curfews None of them ever had a curfew. And a lot of my friends would say, well, why? What? You don't it? And it was because we empowered them early on. We said, we trust y'all. We know. You know, when you start putting that stuff into their psyche, they mm-hmm. don't want to disappoint you. So we would say things to them like, we trust you. We know that you're going to do the right thing. We know that you're going to come in at the right time. Mm-hmm. And if it's too late. Yeah.
3: We- but you, you have great kids but they're not perfect. No child is perfect. Correct. So what do you do when those kids you have given that trust to when they do wrong? Parents are making mistakes and in, in when their kids do wrong, mm. uh, they're not doing some of the right things to make sure you correct it. What are your suggestions for when your kids do stray or do do things wrong? You have to make sure they know that's not
7: acceptable. Well, for sure. Um, luckily, my husband, Kevin, Kevin and I, Uh, we are such a team that when anything like that happened we would have we would have our own meeting with them and talk to them you know maybe go in their room and have a conversation but I think before it gets to that point if you talk about the consequences like the one thing that I would do if I heard a story about a kid that um maybe even just went went to a party and and got drunk and then maybe uh had an accident or hit somebody even if it was somewhere like in North Dakota mm-hmm. I would bring those stories out and I would say y'all will not believe this kid's life is ruined he, he was the quarterback he was this he was Mr. Mm-hmm. Popular and then he made the decision to get behind the wheel after he took had some alcohol and now his life is over and same, same token I would tell my boys before they went to college I would talk about that kid from Brigham Young I would say be careful who you are with mm-hmm. if you get in a situation where where you're with the opposite sex, sometimes... That can go wrong and they can be psycho. And I talked about the quarterback. <laughs> I was like, let me tell you Especially something. If you're talking be to your very son. careful because this this kid from Brigham Young, you, you know, he had a night out, met this girl, they had their time, and then he dissed her. So what she did is she came back and she accused him of rape. Well, his life is over. So I I would tell those stories so that they would be like, Oh my god. I mean, it sounds like Beverly Goldberg, you know, mm-hmm, <laughs> she, yeah. but it truly is one of those things that we would tell them stories stories so that they would know um, that there's consequences to every action uh, but we'll love them through it can you stay with us of course wonderful
1: We're back Terry Netterville with Mike and McCarty 1017 back with more of
0: Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel.
1: Yeah, I told my kids, anytime mm-hmm. yeah. you need something, you call. Yes. If I'm on the air, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I mean, my daughter, that last yeah. segment, my yeah. daughter yeah. was calling me. Oh, I
3: love <laughs> so that. So I'm texting, cool. you know, you okay? Happy birthday to yours, by the way. Steele had a 25th yes. birthday last oh, night. thank you. Tell him we said happy yeah, birthday. I will, I'll do uh, it. Terry Netterville, American Mama, is with us. What is, what is the, and I didn't prep you on this, but so it, you, it's cold, what's the biggest mistake the younger generation parent is making today oh i think we're
7: probably have an hour uh, yeah <laughs> no i think what it is is we were not allowed to be victims during the 80s mm-hmm. and i think i've said this before with the guys victimhood has become a beauty mark in this generation and so i think the mistake is not empowering your kid to to dominate that do not be a victim don't like if you get your feelings hurt because they're Kids are going to have their feelings hurt, no matter what grade, especially middle school, high school. Mm -hmm. They're going to have their feelings hurt. Instead of having that mindset of, okay, what little kid do I need to throat punch? Who's going down? Mm -hmm. Who hurt my baby? You need to have that mindset of, like, scoffing it off, like, dude. Suck it up, buttercup. Are you stupid? No. Then don't worry about what she or he has to say. You're not a victim. You know, just absolutely that will empower them for the rest of their lives because we were not in our generation we were not allowed to really be a victim because and our if, parents were like
1: and oh. if we didn't win we didn't get a trophy No, oh, yeah, right
7: no. I, i'm definitely <laughs> you know, on the side of everybody should get th- their rightful ribbon first place second place third place and then of course you know you know whenever you have the group activities but no i think that's another uh, that's another no thing participation
1: that's trophy there. yeah
7: There's Mm -hmm. no, you did a
3: great job. Right. No, shut up. What's that going to mean for us in the long run, though, Terry, when we have this generation of everybody was a victim and everybody Mm -hmm. got a trophy? That's
7: that's leading us to doom, isn't it? Well, I think it's also fallen by the wayside because we see how unattractive that is. The greatest thing you could ever do is instill confidence into your children because, as we know, confidence is beautiful. You don't have to be. I never was the prettiest girl, the smartest girl. Are the, you know, what the most athletic. Mm-hmm. But I had confidence and I had a sense of humor. And I loved people. And I knew that my mission in life was to um, be that person that people could count on for a smile and a warm word. And and, and you do get accolades for that because people recognize that even at an early age. Mm-hmm. And so I do see that parents are kind of coming back around to that because it is so gross to see all the victimhood stuff that we hear on the radio or that we see on TV. celebrities that have, you know, the mansions, and the, but they want to talk about how they were victims. And they were, if
1: the school called my mom, oh yeah, they didn't. My mom wasn't. Oh, he didn't do that. My mom was like, "What did he do? Yeah,
7: yeah.
1: Oh, he's gonna get it. He's gonna get his butt whooped when he gets home.
3: Yeah, you punish him, and then he'll yeah. get a second exactly. dose when he got home. Right.
7: Absolutely. You know, I was listening to Megan Kelly's conversation with Sage Steele. She's the ESPN host that just got um, let go because of her beliefs she was talking about her family and i wrote this down because it just resonated with me and i thought god i wish i had this to write down if every parent could write down this little cadet prayer your boys probably know it Mm -hmm. but um it's four lines help me to choose the harder right instead of the easier wrong and to never tell a half truth when the whole can be one. And she said her dad, who's military, made her and her brothers recite that. They had to memorize that because the truth of it is so empowering mm-hmm. and, it, and it does instill that confidence. So I do believe, and honest to God, Aaron, I'm not just saying this. I feel like, and I've said this to my kids their whole lives, this generation of children They're going to be the ones who save us because they're not blinded. We didn't know what was going on in government and all of that. Mm -hmm. This generation is strong. So that victimhood mentality of those who are in their 20s or 30s, especially celebrities, it's so gross to them. And so you see a generation rising up now. And I, I have chills thinking about it. I believe they were born for a moment such as this. And they're going to come through for us. I've said this to my children when we, they, we'd be riding, carpooling. I'd say, "I'm telling you, your generation, y'all are something special." So I do believe in this next generation. Mm-hmm. I do believe they're going to be the ones to rise up. So and you're get saying us out there's hope
1: for this country? Oh,
7: no question. I feel like, and I, I get chill thinking about God's making a comeback. You can see it everywhere. I listen to podcasts all the time. It is something that I love more than anything. Kevin and I were talking about this the other day. You see the black community rising up in a way like no other. The wisdom that is coming from that community because they are waking up to what's going on. And when I hear them speak, because I told Stephen and Lewis this, I said, "Sorry, but the the single white male—I mean, the uh, the the single white male—really, his voice doesn't really matter as much right now for whatever reason because of you know all the stuff that's going mm-hmm. on with government." But what I love is these strong black voices that are coming in, and the wisdom that the the facts and the truth they are spitting out. I can't get a like y'all saw that Oliver Anthony. Yes, that, that, yeah, this, that his, song. Mm-hmm. Well. Kevin and I were saying that we were talking about the site and steel and Slade that they did the same thing. If you go in and watch people's reactions to that when they speak, you're, they're speaking for a generation of no matter your sex, color, creed, religion. Mm-hmm. It's has it's, it's happening, y'all. That's where People we all are. are. Absolutely,
3: there's only yeah. a few on those extremes anymore. I the promise. rest of us are in the middle, and yeah. we want change. God's got
7: this. Terry, you're awesome. Thank you. Let's start again. Too. I would love it.
1: And I have said before, and just real quick, I've say I'll say it now: this country it doesn't have a race problem it doesn't have a gender it has a spiritual problem
3: Mm -hmm. yes that's
1: our issue right
3: now i agree Mm -hmm. with that richard Llewellyn from the weather channel uh, coming up in about 10 minutes this heat is it ever going away mike and mccarty
0: back with more of mike and mccarty on 1017 fm and 710 keel
1: Geek con weekend now last year was my first one uh, so I I I, I enjoyed I enjoy this mm-hmm. I, it's it's really interesting um the cosplay
3: oh gosh it's it's
1: crazy fascinating fun. some of these people get so um what's the word and detailed yes with their or their, it's Amazing! They work all year. They
4: work mm-hmm. all year for just to wear it at this convention. Now you can right.
1: go buy. I I've got uh, I've got a Mister Incredibles suit because before I grew my beard. Yeah, d-
3: don't um, wear that, please. I, <laughs> please I'm don't. Not. Okay. I'm not. <laughs> I,
1: I would. I would have to wear the light blue when he did at the first of the film uh, before he got in shape.
3: Oh, <laughs> yeah. You remember okay, before yes, he went to the yes. red one.
1: But but so you can buy a costume, but. But some of these that these 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 kids are are make, are, are just amazing. Mm-hmm. It's
3: so much fun to watch. The doors are opening at five o'clock this afternoon. Um, it runs through Sunday convention center now a lot of people line up particularly on saturday they're going to have the line situated where you're not going to have to wait in the heat they're working on that they're going to they have that all ironed out because right. i was concerned it, about if at, it's 105
4: at minimum if you're outside you'll only be outside for a few minutes just a and,
3: couple yeah. of minutes to get in the door but they've, they've got all that fixed up and they're going to let the crowd because we're talking about fifteen thousand people are going to come through this event oh yeah that's a lot of
4: people (laughs) going to be packed
3: yes you can buy tickets at the door but they're cheaper if you buy them ahead of time so if you're going to bring your kids your grandkids get your tickets in advance i think kids five and under are free but this is going to be the event that come monday morning all oh, the yeah. kids going to school? Are y'all at GeekCon? Did you see this at Geek? Con? So if your kids or grandkids are not going, everybody in school is going to be talking about what they did at GeekCon this weekend. Just the first FYI, one I
1: ever attended, I brought Casey because we met Peter Mayhew. Oh,
3: oh yeah, he was the seven yeah. foot
1: actor who was Chewbacca. in the outfit. Yeah, mm. and so it's it's fun, and and, and if you've never been, it's 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 a lot of fun. It's very interesting. And uh, and you'll have a great time.
3: Yeah, it's going to be a blast. Plus, Come it's, see it's, us. We'll, we'll be condition.
1: there. And Aaron and I will be there. You bet. All weekend. hmm We'll sign autographs.
3: Yeah, if you want that, <laughs> we will. For a small
1: fee. The, <laughs> the line you wait in won't be as long for those. 20
3: cents, you get mine.
1: <laughs> Richard Llewellyn with the Weather Channel talking about this dangerous heat. Next with Mike and McCarty.
0: Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 101.7 FM and 710 Kiel.
1: Well, dangerous temperatures for the next two weeks. At least it looks like we have triple digits for another 12 days, including today. Richard Llewellyn with the Weather Channel meteorologist uh, joining us on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker hotline. Good morning, Richard. Good
5: morning. How are y'all this morning?
1: Well, we're Hot. doing well. We work in the air conditioning, so we're grateful. <laughs> I don't mean to rub that into those working outside because uh, uh, it's going to be, it would, uh, according, I'm looking at the Weather Channel app right now, 107 projected for today and no, tomorrow. Richard, no. 108 on Sunday. Yeah, it's pretty bad, isn't it? <laughs> yes.
5: Stop <laughs> you know, it. It's, 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 you know, on this date in 1909, we, Treeport hit, its all-time record high temperature for the date, which was 110 degrees. So we're not too far away from that uh, so far. 13 days this month, we've been dealing with triple-digit heat, and six of those have been greater than 105. Uh, The average high so far this month, 102, which is six degrees above the average for a normal August. And we have at least a dozen more days where we've got temperatures that are going to be above a hundred degrees, you know, and it's it doesn't look like we're going to see much in the way of any relief until probably uh, we get toward out toward the end of the month and approach Labor Day, where we'll finally start to cool off some.
1: Well, I see on on September first, it's ninety eight, so a little cold front coming in there.
5: Yeah, I mean it's and that's going to be the you know it's going to be tough to break this Texas Ridge down, and and the thing is is. We've got a couple of different players on the field this time around. The ridge is going to actually expand and take over much of the country east of the Rockies in the coming days. So places that haven't seen a lot of heat this summer are going to be dealing with it as well. Places in the northeast and the mid-Atlantic, Ohio Valley, and south. And on the backside of this ridge, we've got Hurricane Hillary that's going to push a lot of moisture into the southwest. And of course, they're going to be looking at the potential for catastrophic flooding as we move on into this upcoming weekend and, and the into uh, parts of next week. There could actually be tropical storm force winds in Southern California on Sunday with this system as this uh, hurricane with winds of 145 miles per hour comes in on the backside of the ridge and starts to uh, bring in the possibility of tropical weather conditions into Southern California late this weekend and the early next week. And don't get me started on what's going on in the Atlantic, because uh, all of a sudden we are off to the races with tropical activity in the Atlantic. Oh, boy. Uh, We have four systems that we are currently watching right now, and one will be in the Gulf of Mexico as early as Monday and Tuesday uh, that could uh, uh, go into something tropical off of southwest Louisiana or southeast Texas as we move into the middle part of next week. Uh, I don't think it's going to bring us much in the way of any relief from the heat for now. uh, But we'll be watching that to see how that's going to play a role in our weather as we move in the next week. Richard, we really
3: really need rain. I'm looking at uh, some data that somebody sent me that 40 days or more with little to no measurable rainfall. And we're getting close to a record of I think it was 44 days with no rainfall. How bad are the drought conditions in the region?
5: Well, we haven't got much on the horizon coming up here over the next couple of days. In fact, let me pull up the drought monitor from yesterday, because each uh, each Thursday the drought monitor comes out for the nation and basically kind of gives us an idea of exactly how bad the drought conditions are. And right now it looks like areas in southwest Louisiana is where the worst of the drought is right now, uh, where they are dealing with an extreme drought uh, down toward Lake Charles and Cameron and those areas. Uh, right now, areas north of Interstate 20 is not really in a drought at the moment, uh, but if this dry spell continues, right now we only have uh, just trace amounts of precipitation in the forecast all the way out through Labor Day. So we're going to probably end up seeing the drought conditions spread further north, getting up to Interstate 20 and eventually moving on up into southwestern Arkansas and across parts of Texas in the days ahead. So get ready. Looks like the drought's going to continue to expand further north as well.
3: Now, 107 today. Richard, that's dangerous. That's dangerous heat, correct?
5: Yeah, it's dangerous heat, and we really don't see much in the way of a cool-off coming at night. Lows tonight are only going to get down to about 80 degrees uh, tonight. So it's going to be miserably hot. Today, tonight, tomorrow, tomorrow's high, 107, 108 on Sunday. Maybe a little bit of relief on Monday, but still hot at 104. And even looking out beyond that, Tuesday and Wednesday, temperatures 103 to 104, and then it just goes right back up to above 105 degrees, 106, 106 Thursday and Friday of next week. It's like I said, it's going to probably be – this is dangerous heat, and you're going to need to make sure – that you check on those that, you know, may not have air conditioning. Bring them into your house if you have to because it's going to get bad here. Of course, uh, check on your pets. Make sure they have plenty of water, and they can get into someplace cool as well. It's dangerous for them as well. well. I'm going
1: to be looking for some football weather. Richard Llewellyn with the Weather Channel. Thanks so much for joining us.
5: Thank you, guys. Mm
1: -hmm. 101.7 FM, 710 Key on Mike and McCarty.
0: Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. I have to admit,
1: I'm glad my children are grown.
3: we no kidding.
1: If the thought of, of having a, a 12-year-old today, parents, I salute you. Mm-hmm. If, if you're active and involved, um and aware of what your kids are doing just just the online stuff yes that that they're subjected to now Mm -hmm. you've got a story on the keel news app about a new i'm on the keel news website uh about a new app that seems like it's a great
3: idea yes but but it's a problem and what happened was some schools started you know, telling kids to get this app because we're going to put your schedule stuff, everything, your all your extracurricular. We're going to track this all through this app. It's called the Saturn app. Saturn. Saturn. Yeah. And now we're realizing that the Saturn app has lots of problems because I could, yes, kids can track you know their extracurriculars, when their homeworks are due, when there are certain things going on at school. Um, but now schools are sending warnings that you should not be using this app because Mike Martindale could log on to the Saturn app and say that he's a 15-year-old Bird High School student and put some information in. It's unverified. So now Mike Martindale has access to all the kids on Saturn that go to Bird High School. Please clarify that. You're not doing that. (laughs) You're not doing that, but you could. I understand. You could direct message them. You could have access to their schedule. Yeah,
1: see, that's... that's... You
3: could know when little Tina has soccer practice. You could know when they're going to a school play. And so school systems are going, whoa, hold the show. Look on your kid's phone. If they have the Saturn app on it, they're telling you to take it off.
1: So it's not a, 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 a school board promoted app no it's no, an no. independent mm-hmm. it's an independent company that's developed this
3: and some school systems are are adopting it and, t- and asking the kids to you know use this so it's better we can better keep up with you there isn't are, there a, isn't there an app from yes, from the actual the school board school has their own japan what do they call it now you get them when your kids are in trouble no your kids never get in trouble right <laughs> JPM <laughs> or whatever <laughs> Why are you <laughs> chuckling? Oh, I wish you could have seen Ruben's face just now when he did that. <laughs> no, never, never, never. No, not
4: once. Uh, you,
3: you have an app that y'all use, right? Well,
4: it, it, we get like texts and calls, like automated texts and okay. calls. Like, hey, your son wasn't present in school today okay. or something like that. Oh, yeah. my
1: gosh. I'm glad they didn't have that Boy, in my no dog.
3: Just, <laughs> just know the apps your kids are using because this thing is dangerous And, you know, the predators will find these things faster than anybody else. And they will go, ooh, let me get on the Saturn app. I'll pretend like I'm a bird student. I'm a Shreve student. I'm a Loyola student, whoever. And then they will have access to everything your kids are doing, which is we have to have more walls to keep these crazy predators away from our children.
1: It's called Saturn. Saturn. Yeah, and do not use it.
3: It looks like the Saturn, the planet, and and get it off the phone. But you see, I want wouldn't. It.
1: I wouldn't let my kids use TikTok if I had. You
3: know. Oh, absolutely not. And don't let your kids run the show. Oh, mom, it's great. Okay, you pay the bill. You can have the apps you want. You be the parent. Yeah, I'm right. paying the bill. I tell you what apps are on and off your phone. <laughs> this is not a democracy. No, kids. <laughs> exactly. You're in charge, mom and dad. Make the rules.
1: Thank you so much. We'll be at uh, Shreveport Convention Center mm-hmm. this weekend, and, so, and I both. And so Ruben will Ruben will be and there. his
3: and his angel children.
1: Yes,
4: yeah, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. My, my perfect, my perfect boys will be there. And uh, real quick, I want to wish uh, my grandma Sue Tucker a very, very happy birthday.
1: Oh, today. happy birthday, Aw, happy Sue! Birthday. <laughs> happy
4: birthday to you! Happy yeah, birthday, birthday to, to you! you. Oh, happy birthday, dear too. Sue! Happy
1: birthday to, to you! you. <laughs>